0: Welcome to another episode of Satisfying Static. Hello, hello. I must know, how did your air conditioner work?
1: Great. I feel like that was several weeks ago now.
0: Well, yeah, but you mentioned your trash can behind you, and then I am teleported back to our episode (laughs) where we talked about the amazing Amazon driver. Thank you. A little bit of a struggle bus this weekend, just because I
1: was attempting to move it from room to room, which sort of screwed things up. And then a couple of nights, the vent disconnected from the back, so it was like very hot.
0: (laughs) rough me and olivia have a similar unit and the way that we make it work for our bedroom which is obviously in a different room is we have one fan that kind of points in that direction that kind of sucks it and moves it this way so for the series of fans we have set up to move the air from the cold part of the house to the hot part of the house
1: yeah i think that's what i'm gonna have to do because moving it back and forth was was not working as it's quite bulky and just plugged into a weird spot right you can never quite get it set up the way that you want oh my gosh no and then like for it to actually function and work well in my bedroom it needs to be like behind a chair like an armchair and I need to like lift this thing over. (laughs) So for the purposes of this past weekend, I was like, I'm not doing that. So I'm just going to plug it in here and like makeshift and make this work. And it was not working. So it just needs to permanently live in the bedroom during the summertime. And yeah, I need to set up a a series of fans to, (laughs) to figure out the rest of the apartment or just hang out in my bedroom during the hottest part of the day.
0: Like also not terrible,
1: but it's starting to cool off here. So honestly, like I I needed the air conditioner for all of like a few weeks.
0: <laughs> Honestly, it must be nice because it's so humid here. I want to die. It feels like Florida. Oh, no. Yeah it's been like you walk outside and you're immediately super sticky.
1: Yeah, I hate that kind of humid. I can't handle it. The air conditioner is also like a de- dehumidifier or whatever. And I set that up and it filled like an entire like AB trash can. And I was like, God, it doesn't even feel that humid. Like where did all of this water come from? And then I think of you and the Midwest and I'm like, geez, we- sometimes it just feels like you're stepping into a bathtub. Like
0: how do you how do you even breathe in that? It's so factual. I So as we were- talking, I'm realizing we put ours on dry all the time, but I've never actually emptied any kind of reservoir at all, like... (laughs) And I'm just trying to figure out where would that be on our machine? Does it actually exist on our machine or does it does it just push it back out? And I don't know. I can't speak for yours, but the way mine works is there
1: is a like pan at the bottom that collects water and there is like a little drain plug at the back. You if you unplug that water should pour out. So have something handy. That's only needed when you're doing the drive mode. If you're running it as an air conditioner, you don't need to empty it at all because it uses that water to help cool it. So You might just be filling up the reservoir and then emptying it as you use it as an air conditioner. I don't know. But I would be careful moving it because you might spill water everywhere.
0: This might actually be factual because we switch it between dry and air conditioner pretty often. So maybe that's how it works for you. I don't know. I'm very nervous. Apparently, the previous owner mentioned to us that we'd have to empty it every now and then, and we've not emptied it once. (laughs)
1: With how humid it's been, it would be overflowing for sure. Mine started like overflowing in the back and I was like, oh, okay, hold on. I need to fix this. So you would know, though so maybe it just cools itself. Maybe you, you, it only fills up so much. And then once you switch it to air conditioning, it just ends up using that water to cool itself. So you just haven't had to do it, but it sh- it'll it overflow.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm very paranoid now. I'm like, oh, maybe,
1: maybe <laughs> you should check this out. But yeah, most of them will have a little plug at the back. Uh, Well, there's two plugs. There's one all the way at the bottom, which will drain whatever is in the pan currently. And then there should be another one somewhere that you could stick a hose to. And then you could just have it drain into like a a bucket, which is what I did.
0: Yeah, fascinating. (laughs) Okay, great. Something for me to investigate. (laughs) Housekeeping on my end, I had punch biopsies done, which was very painful and not great. Ouch. Yeah. The local anesthetic didn't super work on my right side. My left side, it did, but my right side, not so much. So I basically felt them stick a five millimeter, which doesn't sound very big, and it's not. It's less than half a centimeter hole punch directly into my tit. Ow. And grind. No. Yeah. It was like literally, if you imagine a small cookie cutter being pushed into your chest and taking a piece out of you
1: for why um and what now what do they
0: need it for <laughs> it's part of the trial basically they're going to take my regular old skin take pictures of my wound healing in the days leading up to the surgery and then compare that with people who are on t and not t and then take a picture of my post-op scars oh okay that's right as it goes okay ouch they use my tissue to like conduct experiments on separately from that well they'll like apply tea to my samples and then my like one of my two samples and the other one won't have tea on it or like in it huh, so they'll compare me specifically on tea not tea mm-hmm. to the skin what they told me actually which i didn't know before i signed up for it was that they've already proved in animals that like mice who are on tea have worse wound healing than non-tea mice oh interesting They just need to do the human trial now? Right. The plastic surgeon was like, I have been doing bilateral mastectomies in people forever. He's like, before testosterone was so easy to get, I had a lot more people transitioning to men who would come in and get it done and their scars looked beautiful. Mm -hmm. He's like, ever since I've had a bigger T population, the scarring has been significantly worse. He's like, my technique has not changed. right? What else has changed? And so he was like, I think it's the T. And now he's demonstrated that in mice. And he's like, this is all to find out how to better assess my patients so like tell them just to withhold for you know x amount of time he's like hopefully this will all lead to being able to develop a cream that you apply just to the scarring area mm-hmm. to make it basically an anti-t to that area to make it heal better
1: Okay, interesting. This plan? Well, ouch. Sorry, you're going through that, but for hopefully a good cause, and also you have a date set, so that's exciting.
0: August twenty first.
1: Yeah, you're almost in the in the clear.
0: Yeah, eleven days is going to go by so fast. Yeah, I had to miss this whole week of jiu jitsu which sucked but tuesday was the biopsy wednesday was saying goodbye to olivia's good friend who's moving to new york city boo Aww. and then today i got stuck at work a little later and my my boob is still tendy so i was like i shouldn't <laughs> do that <laughs>
1: Oh geez, okay,
0: yeah, I think that was a good call, good call.
1: But well, that's exciting. That's all I have on my housekeeping. Do you have anything fun? That's some big stuff, some big stuff. I don't remember where I left off last week, but I got a car. My car's here, so woo!
0: I it hadn't arrived yet.
1: Mobile now, and it's great. She's great. She is pretty. And drives, and I have Bluetooth, and I'm happy, so <laughs> I can. And I have Bluetooth. <laughs> I can go to the grocery store with minimal hassle, so I'm pretty excited about that. But yeah, that's probably my bigger life update. So yeah,
0: you did a ton of scratch offs and won your money back oh. plus two. <laughs> yeah, also that, also that. That's crucial.
1: <laughs> that was that was fun. I had a friend in from Utah where gambling is not. Not easily accessible like it is here and she got very excited by the scratch
0: off machine inside of a rite aid wait I didn't know this about Utah Utah doesn't have scratch off tickets readily available no
1: gambling is not highly illegal there it just like their liquor laws are weird like it's a very it's a very strict state because of the Mormons apparently I don't know how you can gamble if you can gamble in Utah but uh, you can't just buy scratch offs at the convenience store that's a no no definitely can't buy like booze at the convenience store either also a no-no so you know we're like next to the ice cream buying lotto tickets and there's beer and to her that's kind of like what's happening
0: Massachusetts is kind of like that like Olivia was like oh we got go to to go the liquor store and I'm like we can't just go to the grocery store and she was like no I was like wait <laughs> it's it's gotten better even since I've lived here a lot of grocery stores have expanded to having liquor stuff but It's like that for liquor. And then scratch-off tickets here are weird in that you can only redeem them at certain places. Like, you can't redeem them everywhere you buy them. So in the Midwest, if you bought one from a gas station, you could walk back into that gas station and go scan this, and they won't do that here. Weird. Okay. So you can buy – like, I buy them on the pike on the way to work, like, on the interstate on the way to work. Mm Mm-hmm but I have to get them scanned at like a lotto counter. So like my local grocery store or huh. places like that. Yeah, it's so weird.
1: That's so interesting. I know. The differences state to state are just so fascinating sometimes. <laughs> but yeah, so out of one of those little scratch off machines at the convenience store, we won back 30 bucks plus $2.
0: <laughs> fascinating. <laughs> Anything else?
1: No, that's it for me.
0: Oh my god, we're gonna get to a word before twenty minutes, guys. You should be so impressed. We
1: finally caught up on all our housekeeping.
0: It was a lot of time off. We took a lot of breaks. We did. Oh boy, the machine has decided to take a hiatus.
1: Well, you've got to play the the, the warm up music. Do 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 <laughs> do do. That's <laughs> Jeopardy.
0: Do 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 do. <laughs> All right. The first word is
1: indulge or indulge. I, oh, I was thinking indulge because it makes it sound like a gelato or like a fancy Italian dessert.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're doing a limoncello experience when we go to the honeymoon. Ooh! And Olivia loves to say limoncello. Like stop. <laughs>
1: That's adorable. And I'm so excited for you. That'll be so fun.
0: I'm so excited to indulge in Italy.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, did that just make you think of, of your Italian honeymoon?
0: It did. It did. Are you
1: guys officially planning that? Or are you just daydreaming about it right now?
0: Oh, no, it's planned. Oh, we nice. We are going to be there. Flights are booked. Our down payment is sent to the travel agency that we're using. Amazing. It is going to be 10 nights, 11 days. We start in Venice. Then we go to Florence then to Pisa, then to Rome. And while we're in Rome, we go to the Vatican and Pompeii. Wow. And then we're going to Sorrento slash the Amalfi Coast, which is where we'll be doing the Limoncello experience. Gorgeous. And then we're flying home out of Naples.
1: Um, that's a lot of cities in a, in, a, in 10 days, 11 days.
0: Yeah, we absolutely had to have somebody else plan it for us. Well, you guys are, that's a, wow, I applaud you. That sounds exhausting. <laughs> The way it works is we fly in the day on Venice. We don't have anything planned formally that day that we land. Mm -hmm. And we get there like 11 in the morning. So Mm -hmm. we're doing whatever that day. Mm -hmm. Next day, we have some stuff actually like formally planned in Venice. Okay. Next day, we head to Florence. Florence is like kind of a hang around, do whatever. And then we take a day trip to Pisa from Florence. Okay. And then we do Rome over three days, which is the Colosseum, Pompeii, and Vatican. Okay. Plus like a half a day or something like that to hang around in Rome. And then- Another three days or two days at the like Amalfi Coast situation, and then Naples, we're not hanging out, and we're literally just getting a ride there and flying out.
1: Oh, okay. Well, that should be an amazing honeymoon. That's a lot of Italy. I hope it's gorgeous.
0: We will be in Rome, hopefully around the Colosseum on my birthday, on my 30th birthday. That'll be cool. Yeah.
1: Did you plan it like that on purpose, or it just kind of worked out?
0: No. As we book our, as we booked the tickets, I was like, "Hey, sweetie, we're gonna be flying back on our one-year wedding anniversary, and we will be in Rome for my or my thirtieth birthday." <laughs> and she was like, "Oh, great! Yeah, I'll have them like pick a restaurant that has tiramisu because I know it's your favorite." I was oh, like, "Please,
1: that's thank cute." You.
0: <laughs> yeah. So we had to figuring out how to do an international wire much harder than you would think. Oh yeah. Was it a pain in the butt? Oh my God, so bad. So only certain banks now do international wires. Okay. There's some version of a fee attached. You have to have all this extra information. They do your conversion from euros to dollars, which, by the way, is not the same conversion that you can find on Google. <laughs> not a thing. I like thought I had the number figured out, transfer the money to Olivia to send to the wire from her bank because it wouldn't work from my bank. And then she was short like X hundred dollars because my conversion on Google was incorrect. Oh my God. So I had to do that. And, dude, it was such a nightmare. And then she had to call her bank to have her bank do it over the phone. It was, dude. That sounds fun enjoy that in this day and age i just can't believe that there isn't an easier way to internationally pay i we could have used a credit card but a credit card had a seven percent fee
1: yeah i mean you're gonna be paying fees exchange fees left and right anyway you're traveling to europe
0: yeah but like it was like a flat fee to wire of like i don't know 25 bucks which was significantly less than than the seven percent fee so i was like well let's go through the pain in the butt of wiring and so we did that well there you go well now it's done and it's booked
1: so yay Something to look forward to, a bunch of things to look forward to, getting your boobs chopped off, honeymoon, (laughs) living it up, student debt repayment restarting, hell yes look at you. Top of the world. But yeah, I'm excited for you to indulge on your honeymoon. Thanks.
0: That's all that makes me think of is is spending money. Is all indulge makes me think of.
1: I don't really, I don't think I have a lot about indulge. It just really makes me think of desserts.
0: (laughs) The word itself reminds me of Battle of the Bulge because it reminds me of the word bulge.
1: Okay, sure. (laughs) Because... What is the Battle of the Bulge?
0: I was so glad you asked. I was just going to say, was that World War II? Oh,
1: we're Googling. We're Googling. I should
0: know this. Battle of the Bulge, it was World War II, points to Gryffindor. And by Gryffindor, I mean Christine. (laughs) Battle of the Bulge, also known as the Ardennes offensive was the last major German offensive campaign on the Western Front during World War II. The battle lasted for five weeks from December 16, 1944 to January 28, 1945, towards the end of the war in Europe. It was launched through the densely forested Arde- Ardennes region between Belgium and Luxembourg, overlapped with the Alsace offensive, subsequently the Colmar pocket. The fact that they have all these things named are hysterical. Another series of battles launched by the Germans in support of the Airdreens Thrust. And plot twist, they didn't win. So
1: informative. Always learn something on this show.
0: <laughs> it's So I'm on the wiki page and on the right, it's so nice because it's got a date location result. So it's like Allied victory. Western Allied offensive plans delayed by five or six weeks. German offensive exhausts their resources on the Western front. Soviet defense in Poland launched eight days earlier than originally intended. It like lists why the, the Allies got listed as like the winners. It's just funny. <laughs> Cute. Like this is what makes this is what makes a battle victorious. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> it's not just, oh, we had less casualties. I don't know. It's just funny it, to me. It's cute.
1: It's a it's a interesting quick fact for people who are looking for that information. <laughs>
0: yeah, the other day I was on Reddit and somebody posted like a chronological order of fictional movies about the war, about World War II. They had like gone through every single World War II movie and made a chronological order to them.
1: Like every movie that's ever been made? Yeah.
0: About the war. Oh oh my
1: God. Okay. But put it in chronological order of when it was made or when it was set?
0: When it was set.
1: Oh God.
0: Yeah. So like this one took place in this year and this month. So it was before this one that took place in this month and this year. Like including Holocaust movies and I mean literally every single one. Like every single movie that involved- Wow the war and some version of real events i do not believe they included inglorious bastards because that was like 100% fictionalized okay but like just about everything else so
1: it had to be like a historical drama or something not like a
0: well it had to be one that took place in this in this reality so like okay. inglorious bastards is set in like you know an alternate reality more so than these other ones that just try and, and fictionalize real events okay does that make sense yeah okay wow anyway uh world war ii that sucked.
1: Yeah, it seems like a favorite topic of yours, though.
0: It really isn't. It's not one of the. It's not one of the things that I'm actually jazzed about when we talk about history. But are you one of those people? I'm really not. I'm really not. I'm really not. You know, people are like, "Oh yeah, I'm a history buff. I'm super into World War II." Yeah, like, yeah you're, super, you're super into the biggest war conflict we've ever had in modern his, his, civilization. Of course, you are. Yeah. How cliche of you.
1: <laughs> oh my god, that was my
0: ex though. But, yeah, so many World War II airplanes. (laughs) In his defense, the airplane explosion in that war was pretty impressive. I mean, they went from, (laughs) you know, biplanes that were, like, literal toothpicks to, like, modern-day engine. It was a really cool explosion of, like, industrialization. But the rest of that war, shitty. (laughs) War is shitty, I think, in general. War is shitty. Yeah, war is shitty.
1: Now that we've indulged in that topic.
0: LOL. Shall we pick a different word? We can pick a different word, yeah. I, I don't think, I think I've just, I'm have i deciding right now I don't like words that have olge in them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know why that feels sexist, but it does.
0: <laughs> because when you think of bulge, you think of bulge in gray sweatpants. Yeah, yeah. My leg skin right now looks like dough. It's gross. Ew. <laughs> All right, here we go. Countryside or count count ryside count right count reseed count reseed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love that one. That's that's like reading signs in Massachusetts.
0: <laughs> oh my god, it really is. Uh, Gloucester, Gloucester, <laughs> Worcester, Wor- Worcester, Worcester. Oh
1: my god, that one trips me up so bad. I would never make it. I would never make it.
0: Yeah, Worcester's pretty rough. Worcester and Gloucester by far are really hard.
1: <laughs> Wait, what was our word?
0: Oh, countryside. Count Ricey.
1: Oh my God. Okay, what does it make you think of?
0: <laughs> countryside, it makes me think of, I don't know, every one of those country songs It's like talking about driving through the countryside, <laughs> right? Where they're like, talk- they're talking about taking you down a back road in not a creepy way, but a sexual <laughs> way, you know?
1: Thank you for clarifying.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah
1: it also made me think of country songs but i think it was because you said country like there was a pause and so i thought the word was country at first sure and i was like oh no are we gonna talk about country music because i don't have much to contribute
0: here you don't have a honky tonk to contribute to this badonkadonk country (laughs) (laughs) you've never heard that song so you're probably not gonna get that joke there's a a shitty country song my honky tonk badonkadonk oh no what really no Oh my god! Yeah, no, we're gonna, we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna play a little excerpt here. My honky tonk, but don't get that's
1: not a real song. That's a real song. swear to God. I don't understand. Here we go. It's by Trace Adkins.
0: That's the appropriate song. It it says, "Turn it up." All right, boys. Here we go. This is her favorite song. You know it. This is her favorite song. No, it's not. No, she won't.
1: This this sounds very nineties. Oh no. (laughs) There's instructions.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you're welcome. We gotta get to the part where he says my honky tonk canon connection. I think it's quick. Yeah, I think it's quick. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. No. Oh my
1: god you know what that makes me think of like a what? like a bad budweiser commercial from like the 90s
0: 100 uh trace Atkins, if you happen to hear this please do not sue us for saying for playing 57 seconds of your song it's lovely we're huge fans huge fans huge, <laughs> don't sue us
1: huge fans
0: you could say honky tonk but donkey donk sized fans okay <laughs>
1: Oh wow! Okay, yeah, Uh, yeah. I don't really understand a lot of country music. That especially is interesting. Two thousand five. Two thousand five. Okay, so like, well, would I guess sounds right for two thousands? Maybe a little dated.
0: (laughs) That was a whole adult time ago. That was eighteen years ago.
1: A whole adult. That was a nice way to say that.
0: I know it's a, <laughs> a whole adult, adult human time being. Ago. Time ago,
1: eighteen years ago. Wow, time is flying by.
0: So yeah, that's that's what I think of when I think of countryside. I also think of like those crappy road trips where people are like, no, 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 we'll go, we'll go the the long way to enjoy the countryside, and really, that's just a bunch of dilapidated crops because you're going <laughs> in the off season. <laughs> And the countryside isn't really the countryside. It's the side of something, but not a pretty side. You know, it's like not a fun, It's like, oh, look, the sad side of agriculture or or the sad side of, of rural America. I wonder if that's
1: because we grew up in the Midwest, because like I had a similar thought where I was like, oh, yeah, it makes me think of like going for a drive in like the countryside. But then you get there and you're like, oh, it's just like corn husks and it smells like cow shit and like <laughs> yep. there's yep. flies everywhere and it's hot as hell so
0: get me out of here yeah there's there's 60 silos and then maybe maybe an absurdly <laughs> large antique mall that you will <laughs> you know exactly which one i'm talking about too it's got the big boy outside of it i'm pretty sure I talked about it before oh my God. Outside of, i think 80 yeah what driving through the Midwest is. Yeah. It just is. And then a
1: gas station that's also attached to a cheese store.
0: (laughs) Never fails. Yep, never fails.
1: Um, in case you get hungry. But yeah, so I mean, I wonder if it's just that because, you know, I feel like drives through the countryside are are different in other places of the world. I've been on drives in different states where I'm like, oh my god, you have like mountains in your backyard. That's freaking cool. I have a wheat field and some horses.
0: That is true. That is true. My commute to work is much more fun to look at now than it was before. Cause I go through, you know, I have different elevations. I go through like yeah. not mountains, but like little large hills. <laughs> right. Yeah. Those are fun lots of trees yeah instead of crops so like just season changing is nice to watch right
1: yeah it's like a it's like a totally different kind of experience to to drive you're not just driving through miles of literal nothingness i don't know for any of you have ever taken 80 through like iowa and beyond
0: <laughs> yeah 80 so 80 has Good that luck. antique mall i was talking about on it it's lovely <laughs>
1: It's just like miles of endless nothingness, like through Nebraska. You're just like nothing.
0: I am sad that you don't live just on the other side of eighty for me anymore. Though <laughs> I know it's not quite the same drive, but I do have a car now. So you know, one bad day, you do have a car, and you never know. <laughs> Oh man, me and Maggie used to be only three hours away from each other. We made that drive quite a bit. (laughs) Yeah, well, that was like that's like an easy drive in the Midwest. My parents freaking were doing that absolutely every
1: weekend to their summer home. Right for most of my life,
0: I'm I I try to explain that to people here at work where they're like, you commute 80 minutes. I'm like, y'all in the Midwest to go anywhere fun was 80 (laughs) minutes. Okay, like it's not. Just to do anything was 80 minutes, okay? It's not that bad. Yeah,
1: literally. I mean, I I lived in the city and the same is true for Chicago. You can't get around the city uh, anywhere because it's all gridlock traffic 100% of the time. Screw what they tell you about rush hour. It's 100% of the time unless you're driving at four
0: in the morning. Oh my God, yesterday at this going away party. Sorry, it was a very city thing. It just reminded me of it. Yeah, tell me. We came face to face, nose to nose with a rat explain we are out on this patio everybody was like drinking like whatever eating all of a sudden i like look on this back wall and on this ledge this big splinter looking mother trucker starts running <laughs> and i'm like oh that's a rat i'm like that's a whole rat and i literally said out loud i said there's master splinter <laughs> the turtles.'" and only one person in the group of 20 of us laughed and i was like okay well you're you you're cool the rest of you you can leave <laughs> you can <Yes>. leave <laughs> But so everyone's like, oh my God. I'm like, he was big. No joke. And then like three minutes goes by and he comes back out and he's just like, he's huge. He's like the size of Harriet. I'm like, no way. Harriet is my cat. She's like, I don't know, maybe eight, nine pounds. Olivia was like, Harriet could beat her up. I'm like, no way. That cat would, or that rat would, absolutely square up to Harriet on its hind legs. Same size.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I
0: believe it was it. my first rat experience in the city. I've only really experienced raccoons and bunnies in the city so far. I haven't come nose to nose to it with a rat yet. And oh, Harriet.
1: okay, all right. So I can see how that would be a little terrifying. And city rats are, are no joke. They are huge, and they they are not scared of
0: anything. Really, definitely not cats. <laughs> And no, and humans, they were inches from us. And they're like, see ya, what up? Yeah, you gonna give me some of that? No, cool, I'm gonna leave. Yeah, they're fearless.
1: Yeah, I could see how that would be terrifying, especially if it's not something you're used to. My friends, when we had like really bad rains in the winter, a lot of the apartment buildings by me flooded, or like the there's a lot of flooding. So a lot of the apartments by me were full of rats including my friends, and she, like, called me at, like, 2 in the morning freaking out because she, like, opened a cabinet and there was a rat in her, like, kitchen cabinets and stuff, like, just panicking. And meanwhile, here's me, and I'm like, it's probably gone now, and you should get some traps. Like... (laughs) genuine
0: question can rats not swim
1: uh i don't know actually i've never tried to drown one so I'm not sure
0: well nobody th- accused you of drowning <laughs> one i think we're just curious if you ever saw a rat trying to swim uh no i don't know i don't know that I've... way to make that so dark I don't, no i don't know that i've ever seen one trying to swim yes rats are good swimmers their swimming capabilities vary greatly between species and individuals norwegian rats are the best swimmers around, among common rats okay great they can swim over half mile
1: why norwegian rats <laughs>
0: I don't know, but as sad as this is, the pictures of rats swimming is actually kind of adorable. Aww. They look kind of like little otters, like they're just wet and long.
1: Aww. I mean, I don't think that they're not cute. I just think that they're gross and they're mean and they're not scared of people, so they scare the shit out of me.
0: I would like to clarify. I think pet rats are adorable. I think street rats- Are terrifying. (laughs) Riff-raff. Yeah. If anybody gets that reference, it's an Aladdin reference. (laughs) Street rat, (laughs) riff-raff. It's the, it's the song. It's the Aladdin song. Okay, yeah. You can clearly tell I'm not. I'm not. The countryside <clears> has field mice and not rats.
1: Oh, yeah. I would, I bet there's both.
0: I wonder if there's both. I don't think that there's enough trash to indulge on to feed a city rat. Okay, yeah, that's fair. That's fair.
1: But yeah, field mice for sure. Lots of field mice. That can be annoying.
0: Have you driven in Utah at night? Not really. No.
1: No why
0: when we moved luke to portland my buddy to portland we drove through the mountainside in the southwest and we saw these things running across the road in the middle of the night and it just looked like all these uh, like small white things running across the road we slowed down and found out there was loads of field mice that just run across the street in the middle of the night because there's not a lot of cars or whatever and that's how they traverse right we were literally watching owls and hawks swoop down and just feast on these little field mice just just hands and hands and it was wild oh
1: my god that sounds like a wild nature adventure what are, what's the word for that like a safari
0: <laughs> it was yeah it was a it was a hunter predator <laughs> it was a predator prey safari yeah
1: <laughs> that's insane i can't say i've ever seen anything like that that sounds terrifying i've definitely there are hawks in my neighborhood and I've watched them hunting, but usually I just try to disappear,
0: keep Murray safe.
1: I know there was one day one morning where I was like, "Uh, Murray, come here. Come, come get yeah, over yeah. here."
0: That hawk. We need to go. That,
1: there was a hawk and like two crows about to fight it out over something. I was like, "Bro, we need to leave. Let's go."
0: I know we've talked about it on this podcast, but that scene from the proposal makes me die every time. It's so funny when Sandra Bullock is trying to save that dog from being taken by the by the hawk. Oh, when she's out there screaming on the phone, and she's trying to hunt this hawk down to save this bird, oh, my God, to save the dog, it was the funniest thing. I'm gonna have to rewatch that movie. That's been a while since I've seen it.
1: Yeah. Anyway. Good times. What, countryside, country.
0: Um... Countryside and an indulge. Why don't you indulge in some countryside songs like my honky tonk, badonka donk. Again, Trace Atkins, don't sue us, please. No,
1: that was a, yeah, I don't know if I would consider that a countryside song. That makes me think of like <laughs> folk music, not like weird poppy country <laughs> That's trying to be cool.
0: Yeah, it makes you think of a good uh, banjo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Countrysides. Yeah, exactly. Like that. Like a, a good old slap slap your knee <laughs> with banjo. Oh like kind of song.
0: <laughs> All right, great. We'll end it there, I guess.
1: I know some people are gonna make fun of me for this podcast. Anyway, until next time.